0: Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy, Mr. Hear Me Out himself, Marco the Prince and you already know I'm back here with the motherfucking shits. Another Tuesday. Happy motherfucking black history month to y'all niggas. Niggas and friends, uncles, cousins, aunties, nieces and nephews, and the niggas we don't really care about. But um, how the fuck y'all niggas doing? Um, I'm great. I'm over here. I'm high as fuck. Off this hookah. I did not add weed to my hookah like I meant to, but you know what? It's okay, because I got a blunt right here. This is going to be a really good episode. I feel it. I'm excited. I'm um. I'm drinking my cheap wine. But you already know, before we get to the wine of the night, we're going to jump in with a motherfucking music fact. Um, I'm sure that I already gave this person their roses, but uh, I was on a little Nikki high. Uh, over the weekend um, and I might be a Barb I might be a Barb like I don't know Nikki like her individual songs but all her remixes and all every track that she jumped on I made a whole motherfucking playlist I rapped every motherfucking song or not every song but every verse of hers from the song um, from beginning to end and, uh, one that I, um, actually forgot that was a little gem in hip hop history was, um, Gypshin, Hold You Remix, featuring and Nikki. Um, I forgot how much I love that song. Um, you already know she fucked it up. Um, I mean, and again, I'm not Jamaican or nothing, but, uh, Let me tell you, I can do a little dirty wine on them. You know, Beyonce told me that when she used to uh, do a little dirty wine. But, yeah. Uh, What's going on, niggas? What is going on? Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. What we doing here? Oh, what we doing here? Y'all, she fucked this whole motherfucking track up, y'all. Um... I've always liked when Nikki jumped on remix. Let me tell you, my biggest pet peeve is when I go out to the club, the bar, lounge, or wherever I'm going, and they play the original song instead of the remix with Nikki on it. Why do DJs do that? Ooh, body smoking. Ooh, cigarettes. All right, we're done. But, uh, yes So I just wanted to give Nikki her motherfucking roses Again, I'm sure I gave it to her last year On this whole motherfucking episode Or not this episode Okay, now I'm a little talking too fast and shit Um, but yeah, shout out to Nikki If you're listening to this, keep up doing the good work And, uh, I can't wait to see What you got in store for us for 2021 Um Yeah you already know how I like to start this motherfucking episode off. We're gonna start it off with the highs and the lows, but before we get there, I wanna say thank you y'all for checking me out. If this is your first time hearing me out, thank you. If this is your multiple time hearing me out, thank you. Cause you already know without you, this is not possible. If you are not following me on the socials, follow me on the social at this is hear me out. That's the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. If you looking for me, you can find me. At Marco De Prince at M-A-R-C-O-D-E-P-R-E-N-C-E. Yeah, and let's just go ahead and jump into this motherfucking episode. Um, and we're going to start off with the highs. Um, the high this week. I've had a... Um, look, I'm fucking up. We're going to backtrack. We're going to park the car right there for a moment. And we are going to... Um, Shout out to my friend. Um, I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if she wants her name said on here, but she knows who I'm talking to. Um, She told me to go to, um, y'all know I like cheap wine, right? Um, Lately, I've been going to the little gas station and just getting like $2, $3, $4, $5 bottles, whichever fits my budget because, you know, wine is wine and it all does the same motherfucking job, right? Cool. Um, But we was talking and we was texting and uh, she told me to go to Trader Joe's to go try they motherfucking um, brand wine. And um, it's actually really good. I'm feeling a little healthy because um, it's made with organic grapes. Um, So I feel like I'm doing something good um, for my body. I'm just not throwing anything in because it is with organic grapes. But tonight we are drinking um, Charles Shaw um, 2018 California Rose I got another bottle you already know I stay with two bottles on deck Cause y'all know I like to talk and drink And smoke and shit But um, made in 2018 I probably already said that But it's pretty good One thing I do like about it Is that it comes with the um, So I know most wines Come with corks But this came with like A little champagne cork So when I opened it I got the little My favorite sound effect And um, I thought That was pretty dope So shout out to them For being um, different and being original because I personally have not um, had a bottle with a champagne cork yet I don't believe Um, but this particular sorry for my background y'all I got roommates and shit so if you hear a little bit of music or sidetrack that is not me that's them niggas in the background Um, this alcohol is 11.5 volume uh, and it only costs $3 Um, Let me go ahead and read the little. We at Charles Shaw strive to bring quality and value to our customers. Well, you already did that. Our vineyard selection state of art winemaking techniques and the 21 century convenience twist off and twist closure. (gasps) What? If I don't finish this, this means I can put the cork back on. Let's try it. (gasps) Wow. God is so good. You know. (sighs) You know, keep blessing me with good wines out here, y'all. If y'all got any, I do want to try the Black Girl Magic Wine. I will try it. It was not in my budget this week. Um, I had a little too much fun at brunch and day partying and shit, so I had to just, you know, make a sacrifice. Um, They strive to find the best organic grapes. The Shaw family select vineyards with the ideal blend of soil and climax. The original grown grape selection... Gives full fruit expression to our Charles Charles Shaw wines. I like. I will be getting you again, uh, Charles Swab. So, shout out to y'all. I'll, um, oh, that was my cup. Um, I'll post it on the IG and shit. I always say shit, but, you know, y'all can Google it. I'll put it in the description. Um, but, yeah, we're going to start off with highs and lows this week. Um, my high this week, I had a very positive week. Um... Nothing really. I don't like nothing really bad happened. It was all positive spirits lately. I've just been in my whole little fuck everybody mood. Uh, my social anxiety has been to a minimum, but um, over the weekend I hung out with a few people that I've just been flaking on, and really not. Um, I have not wanted to be bothered. Um, so. It was, it was nice to just get out and go to brunch and, you know, go to a day party. Yes, I had my mask on. I know I probably shouldn't be doing all this shit through a Panama Remick, but, you know, I mean, when you're a socialite and you you just out here living in Atlanta where the world ain't closed, you just got to do what you got to do to get everything done, right? Right. Um, another thing is I have officially started bartending school. I know I like drinking and partying and shit. So I figured why not um, go to bartending school and go make some money in the entertainment lifestyle and nightlife and shit. Um, So I've been doing that. Bartending school is pretty good. Um, I like it because it's more of a hands-on situation. It's like an hour worth of like talking but then, um, you know, the rest, we just making drinks over and over and over and over and studying and doing flashcards and all this shit. Because you got to take a test and you get a certificate and all this other shit. But, um, yeah, bartending school is um, dope. I have yet. I, have, I haven't been in school since. How old am I? Okay. We're going to go back mm, probably like a good 10 years. Um, so it was a little different. My ass thought that signing up for the 830 class, 830 to one would be a great fucking idea. But nigga, let me tell you, the first day was good. The second day was good. By the third day, my body was like, uh, bro, what the fuck you doing? Take your ass to sleep. So I had to actually stand up in class so I can stay awake. Cause y'all know I ain't worked since, um, well, I don't want to say worked. I haven't, um. I haven't had to get up purposely at a decent time in quite some time. Um, so uh, my body was not uh, in agreement with that. Um, but it's good. Um, I take my test this week to graduate. Um, yeah. So you want to see your boy out here? having um multiple businesses and incomes and shit if y'all looking for a bartender with a good person motherfucking ality come hit your boy up i will travel for a fee and y'all can also find that on the website that i'm building but i'll let y'all know what that is when the website drops um, I also had a really good conversation with my boy, the Don B. Brr, 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 brr. We're gonna um shout him out during the Black Loud and Proud segment, but um yes, I had some really good conversations with him. He's a dope ass person. I love his love his insight on things and his creativeness, and he's just someone like I look up to when it comes to being creative and. Literally just being black excellence. He, um, look at me going into Black Loud and Proud. Shout out to the Don B. Um, he styles, he creates, he hosts two podcasts. He's on the radio. He's doing all this shit. He's still black excellent. And, you know, still a normal ass nigga like me that's going through fucking bullshit in the world. So shout out to you, the Don. Um, and thank you for just having these conversations with me to bring me, bring my social life back to life. Um, I really appreciate that. You know, for for you it was probably a, more of a conversation, but for me it was it got me out of a dark hole. So thank you. Um, I also watched um, the Royal Rumble. So I didn't watch it when it aired, but I caught the highlights and I watched up to like forty five minutes of it. Um, and it brought back childhood memories. I don't know if y'all know, but I am a very big fan of. I was, excuse me. I was a very big fan of um, wrestling growing up. Um, some of my favorites was like The Rock, Rikishi, the Dudley Boys, the Hardy Boys, um, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, uh, Shane, and um, Vince McMahon. Stephanie was a bitch. Oh, I also liked Triple H too. Um, but yeah, so watching that just brought old, you know, little childhood memories. And I was just on YouTube, just watching like some of my favorite fights that I um, liked. Uh, remember the rock and Rakishi was uh for all my wrestling fans out there uh um they were they were tag team partners and I and I believe correct me if I'm wrong, but they they had uh the tag team title for quite some time and uh that was pretty motivated to me as a young black man just growing up um just because they are you know people of color. And, you know, showing black excellence. So, um, I had a really good time just watching that. Um, And just going back to old childhood memories and shit. So, yeah, very positive high spirits over here. Uh, Anything else that I want to say? No? All right. So, we're going to go to the lows. (sighs) So, lately, I have been battling with um, not speaking to my family members and again y'all know i already talked about this on previous episodes that i'm working on boundaries and shit but um i just like it hit me one day like i don't really even fuck with my own family so i want to give a fuck about what anybody else say and we're gonna get into that that's today's topic um but we're gonna get in that towards you know towards the hear me out segment of this motherfucking episode cuz I got a lot of shit on my chest that I want to say. Let me hit this bold All right. But yeah, um and it kind of hit home. Um I had one of my old friends' mom hit me up and you know, she still called me son and shit, so that made me feel welcome and valued and shit. We ain't talked in like two, three years, but she randomly hit me up on Facebook. Or not Facebook, I ain't got Facebook. She randomly hit me up on Instagram was like, hey, son, um, I've been thinking about you. Here's my number. I need you to give me a call. And, you know, when, you know, when, you know, people that you call mom say you need to call, you need to call. We was on the phone for a whole hour just venting and talking. She was telling me about all her kids that, um, like, you know, I don't really talk to them anymore, but I'm glad that they doing good and well. Um, I saw these kids grow up from literally being in her motherfucking stomach to being 16 and beyond. These niggas don't even remember me. But um, I remember them, but it was just it was just great to know that somebody was thinking about me and it's not too many it's not too many times that like people reach out to me to see how I'm doing like a lot of people will be like hey Marco I want to talk to you x y and z but like when the conversation flows up like how are you okay so this is what I really called for and I'm like okay whatever and I'm kind of used to that so like I'm understanding that I got to put people in different places like we might not be the best of friends. We might actually we might actually not even be friends. But you thought of me to be a safe place to talk about this certain topic. So I value that. Granted, I don't get the same respect all the time from everybody that's calling me. Which I don't know if it's like... I don't really know if it's like a bad thing that I'm looking at it. Because um, I also feel like... We should be a listening ear to people and people should be a listening ear to us. So for me, it's maybe I'm just their soft space and they just wanna vent and just talk because they don't want to tell anybody else their business and X, Y, and Z. And you know, I respect that. But um I just love that feeling. And I'm understanding the value of friendships and relationships and the The importance of it when people do reach out to me. I know sometimes I can shut off the world and not want to talk to people and um, just be in my own little bubble. But I also realize that, hey, Marco, um, these people are reaching out to you because they care and they want to talk to you Um, or they value your opinion or they value your space that you're in. And I I guess, like, it's it's not a bad thing, but it's, like, one of those balancing myself like a Libra. Like, okay, yeah, they're reaching out to you, and they just want to talk, 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 and, like, you know, let it get it off of your chest. And, granted, they might not give a fuck about what's going on in your world, but don't let that Don't let that deflect the relationship that you got with them because it could be a positive thing. You never know, Marco. Uh, You could reach out to them and just be there, like, listening space and everything, too. So, it just brought me back a reminder of just realizing I'm the shit and that people out here do really fuck with me. And I got to get out of my head. So... Um, shout out to people that just call people because they know that they have safe space and they business ain't going, go nowhere. Because for me, look, if any nigga call me and just tell me about their business, who the fuck am I to tell your business? I don't give a fuck about that. I got money to be made. Um, I got things to do. And more importantly, I need to sleep. So tell me what you got to say and we can go from there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry y'all, I'm hitting hookah too. So, you already know I'm the king of hookah. Um. But yeah. You already know. It's time for the rant time. And we're gonna start off with hookah. So I don't know if y'all know, but I'm clumsy. Um I'ma knock something over, I'ma trip, I'ma slip, I'ma do something, I'ma forget an ingredient in something that I'm cooking, I'ma forget an ingredient that I'm supposed to be adding to a drink, I'm just clumsy, I'm forgetful, and let me tell y'all what motherfucking happened. So I'm over here, having a good time, preparing my notes, I'm trying to get better at writing my notes down. Throughout the week and right before showtime, before I do this episode and give it to y'all because I've been getting advice from people um, that I really respect. Shout out to Danny. Um, And, you know, I personally feel like I have a great fucking show. So, again, thank y'all for listening to me every week. Um, I do feel like I could get a little bit better at my notes because I do go off on tangents and rants, which are good things. But... Marco, if you have a format, you need to stick to it and know when it's time to shut the fuck up. So I'm over here writing my notes and, you know, getting my shit, you know, investing in my craft and drinking my wine and smoking my weed and lighting my hookah and shit, right? So I'm over here. I hit the hookah. And, you know, I'm over here listening to probably some Beyonce blowing out some motherfucking smoke. And all I hear is a ding! And what's that? A motherfucking full, a coal dropping on the goddamn floor. See, this is another reason why I don't do carpet. But because I'm just clumsy. Like, if I spill something, I just want to wipe it up. I don't want to have to, like, go get a drag and dry it and do all this shit. I would rather throw some pine saw down, some bleach, some hot water, some fabuloso, some whatever I'm in the mood to use for the kitchen, the bathroom, or the bedroom. And just clean it up. I don't wanna have to go get a towel. And if it's red wine, it's gonna stain the carpet. uh uh-uh. I ain't got time for all that. So long story short, I dropped a hook a hook a hookah hole coal. <laughs> a hookah hole. A hookah coal on the floor, and I didn't have my little tweezers to pick up the coal. So guess what I did? Marco, what did you do? So I took my sock off and grabbed the hookah coal and threw it back on the little catcher thing for the hookah. Come to find out I wasn't being too smart because I made a hole in my Nike socks. And now I just got to throw it away because I don't do single. I don't do singlets, you know. Singlets are the most irritating thing. Let's talk about it. We're on the rant section, right? Yeah, okay, cool. I hate that washing machines, dryers, cleaners, what's up with them eating one of our socks? I know I put, and this is how I do my socks. So when I take them off, I ball them up so I know that I'm not missing anything when I, um, when I throw them in the wash, so yes, I'm the type of nigga that takes every shirt, every pants, every, that was, uh, for AJ, shout out to AJ, um, every pants, every shirt, every blouse, every tank top, every underwear, every sock, and I put it in one by one, so it's even, it's spread out, my shirts get, um, shaken out before I check my pockets and everything, Right. And the dryer keeps eating my motherfucking socks. Like, it's really ridiculous at this point. Like, I ain't never understood. And y'all know, I don't know if y'all know, but um, I love a good sock. I collect socks. I got Mario socks. I got Luigi socks. I got Ren and Stimpy. I got Cargyle, I got winter socks, spring socks, summer socks, fall socks, Nike socks, short socks, middle socks. Like, I just like socks. Um... So, it's very heartbreaking to me when dryers and cleaners and washing machines eat my motherfucking shit. Because once once a collectible sock is gone, it messes up the pair of the socks. And I don't really do Mitch Mad socks. Maybe I should start doing that. If I got, like, a Mario sock on and a Luigi sock, I guess that would make, like, my sock game that much better, huh? But then, like, I have to worry about, like because i started off with four and now there's only three and i guess i don't know y'all y'all get what i'm saying long story short it's a little ridiculous you want to know you want to know what else is ridiculous this these motherfucking drivers and um In Atlanta, let me tell you, I don't know what the fuck is up with these drivers in Atlanta, but these niggas will cut you off to race to a red light. Why the fuck are you cutting me off? Where the fuck are we going? We shouldn't be going anywhere because we're in a panoramic. honestly. So nobody should be on the uh, road unless you are an essential worker. And I know the whole city of Atlanta and the outskirts, Sandy Springs and all that other shit, y'all claim to live in Atlanta, um... All y'all ain't essential workers. Yeah, there's a lot of restaurants here. There are a lot of hotels. There are a lot of banks. But most of our jobs can be done from home. <clears throat> but I just don't understand, like, where y'all be going. Like, why y'all cutting niggas off to go to traffic? Like, you, you're you're cutting me off to rush in front of me to get in the car that's already stopped. What? You mad at my driving? ma'am? <sighs> calm down. Just pump your brakes. Not literally, because if you hit me, I'm going to have to sue you, okay? Because I definitely need a new car. And make sure any of y'all niggas out there that's looking for a new car or ain't never had a car or, you know, new to this whole car shopping shit, make sure you get gap insurance. If they don't offer gap insurance to you, You need to ask for it, and if they don't offer it as the place that you're buying it from, don't buy your car from there. Gap insurance is when, if you were to get in a wreck and if it's totaled, the insurance company will pay the rest of your loan off. And a little credit hack, once that happens, it shows that you paid off your loan and your credit goes up. Ah, And uh, that will help you get a better rate and credit score, so when you buy the new car that you're getting, it'll be that much better. Thank me later. Thank me later. Speaking of cars, um, can these niggas stop calling me, asking if I want to trade in my car, Nissan? I love y'all. You know, I like my little hood cars. You know, you know, it ain't the one I want, but it's the one that I can afford, and it's the one that's getting me from point A to point B, right? Okay, cool. Stop calling me to see if you want to do if I want to do an appraisal, cause I don't. Are you gonna buy this car? Is my car payment going to be lower? And is the car going to be better than what I already have now? Answer me that. If. I was going to say if you answer no. To all those questions. Yes. If you answer no to all those questions. Don't call me. Because a nigga like me ain't got time. Y'all calling me from private numbers. And spam risk calls. And um. Any other type of bullshit that y'all think is gonna get me to open and unlock and answer the call. Stop leaving voicemails too. You know black folks checks they you know black folks check they message, they be like, Oh, it's them again. We're not calling you back. I know you're just doing your job. I know that um, I, I just know that this is part of your job duty. I do know that um, that you are just honestly just doing your job. But when you see my name on your list, skip over me. But it's actually probably helping y'all out. I ain't never did uh, sales where I got to call people. Oh, actually, yes, I did. I did sales once. Um, but y'all probably got to check them off one by one. And the more voicemails y'all get, I guess that helps with y'all numbers, right? Or your to productivity or whatever the case may be but um yes so sorry i just yelled in y'all here <laughs> um i also want to um i want to get a little serious right now um as y'all know i used to live in rochester new york um And today is February 1st. Happy Black History Month again. Um, And I just happen to be catching um, the Democratic Chronicle. So all the cities that I lived in, um, I do keep a news outlet on my phone. So that would be Portland, Jacksonville, Memphis, Atlanta, and Rochester, right? And I just like to know um, what... What's happening in the cities, you know, how it's affecting, how the police department, how the fire department, how the school system, what new restaurants are there, just in case if I go back and shit, you know, keep up with my friends. However, today I happen to get online to check the news from the Democrat and Chronicle. And yes, I am reading this verbatimly from my computer because again, I am working on my notes and Providing you guys facts instead of, or more facts than opinions. Um, I do think I have a very good opinion, but I also feel like I could back it up a little bit more with um, where I'm getting my research from. If y'all ever was curious, so y'all can read this yourself or do your research or whatever. But I wake up to a headline today that says, Community outrage grows over pepper sprayed nine-year-old girl. Officers are suspended. And I'm like, ooh, officers are suspended. But more importantly, I see the nine-year-old girl and I immediately thought she was black. Because normally when shit like this comes out in the newspaper, and um, articles and shit like this. It is, because, you know, to them, black lives don't matter. But I'm going to continue to talk on it because this was fucking heartbreaking. Um, so the first title of the um, article was, the city has released body-worn camera footage of a distraught nine-year-old girl being handcuffed... I took a pause on purpose because that's exactly what I did this morning. Again, this is like at nine o'clock this morning. And I'm also going to grab my drink because this is going to get me a little emotional. Due to the fact that um, when I used to live there, and I just know this nine year old girl is um, African American. The city has released body-worn camera video of a distraught nine-year-old girl being handcuffed and pepper-sprayed by Rochester Police Department officers who were attempting to place her in a police vehicle on Friday afternoon. First of all, why are we pepper-spraying and handcuffing a nine-year-old? I'm just not under a nine-year-old handcuffed pepper-spray. Where are the parents Um, and why is it an officer, a police department? Didn't we just rally all summer for Black Lives Matter and for all the other hashtags that us black people had to continue to repost and do all this shit? Um, I know y'all, the government and the police departments don't give a fuck about black people and I'm gonna cut y'all out in a second, but, um, the child was later taken to Rochester General Hospital under the state's mental hygiene law after being threatened so she was threatened by the police i'm sure the nine-year-old let's just park the car right here so if i was a nine-year-old and i was like upset um if i was upset and distraught because something happened in my household i feel like the police should be there to help or where is social services because why is a police department coming to defuse a situation that they're not defusing? They're making it even worse. Where the fuck is y'all... Who makes these fucking decisions? Okay, yes, a nine-year-old girl is yelling um, that... I don't really know the whole background of the story. The article does not give that many details. Um, again, it was only like... twenty Or not 24. 48 to 72 hours ago. But... I can imagine a nine-year-old girl yelling and screaming for her mom for a very good-ass reason. Or yelling at her mom, excuse me. Like, I don't want to be here. I hate to hear X, Y, and Z. Yeah, okay, call the police department. And I'm sure when you guys answered the um, the phone at 911, you asked, yes, it's 911. What's the problem? Well, my nine-year-old daughter is yelling, yada, yada, yada. I don't know what to do. Okay, first of all, why are you calling the police department for parenting tips? that's first of all um second of all i what happened prior to this because why is she yelling like what is the household like what is the living situations is she hungry is she tired did anybody ask her these fucking questions of why she's yelling has anybody listened to her no because police um just shows up to the house handcuffs her is because she keeps yelling and what she yells is i want my daddy so that means that her dad is active in her life and her dad was not called before the police department so mom you're not really doing your parenting skills correctly especially if the father is actively in this young girl's life and again this is just me just picturing it just me if i was a parent and had a nine-year-old that i didn't know what to do with i would immediately call the uh, other parent that helped that helped me make this child and if that's if that's not an option say she did i would call a grandma grandpa my best friend my cousin maybe you should just go in your room play a video game or mom maybe you should just sit down and just ask your daughter what's wrong i mean that's always an option too but This young girl was handcuffed and pepper sprayed. Also, she was also thrown. I don't know if y'all know, but there's also a winter storm going on up north. Um, I don't really know how many inches Rochester got over the weekend, but it has been, um, it has been a topic on, you know, the news and shit that it's going to be like one of the worst winters ever. Thank God that I got out of Rochester as soon as I could, um, but they, but they slammed her in the snow, handcuffed her. She didn't want to get in the police car. So then they pepper sprayed her, threw her in the police car, and then slammed the door to a nine-year-old. And let me tell you, so the mayor of Rochester also has a daughter and um, lovely... Ugh, lovely Warren. Um, she's just not doing enough for me. And I know she's a black woman and, you know, like all that is off the table right now because why are these motherfucking cops only getting suspended? First of all, they should be fired. Um, don't give them no retirement package or anything because I heard that that's what you guys are also doing. You guys are suspending them and then firing them and then giving them a good, nice um, retirement package so then they can go home and live, and live a peaceful life with their family. But, um, first of all, you need to fire them and you need, the police officers need to be charged with assault. I mean, <laughs> I, I know, I don't know like the complete whole laws and uh, how this whole fucking com- police shit fucking happens, but, um, if you're scared of a nine year old and you're a cop, I'm assuming you're like grown at this point over the age of 21, um, you probably shouldn't be a police officer. I mean, as how y'all make it seem, um, the police is supposed to quote-unquote protect and save and be fucking heroes and get fucking badges and trophies and bonuses and doing all this shit. And actually, y'all, so it is 25 degrees in Rochester. I was Googling it while I'm talking. So, yes, it is 25 degrees in... Did the child have a quote on? Because... 20. I used to live there, so 25 degree weather. First of all, that's below freezing. <laughs> so, does she have hat, gloves, scarf? Um, does she have some UGG boots on, some Tim boots? Um, does she have layers on before you guys took her outside and decided to throw her in the snow? Because again, I'm not understanding of, I'm not understanding how, how and why a nine year old child is outside. And getting thrown in the snow by a grown-ass man. Two grown-ass men, by the chance. And, what I also read in this motherfucking article is that the guy that was... uh The officer that was handcuffing her couldn't control her, so then his partner yelled, just spray her, and the officer sprayed her. Like, there was no other... There was, there was no other consequence or anything that you can do like to... Like, calm this child down. There was there was no other option in the world. I mean, besides the gun, because y'all know y'all like to kill us, too. But, um... I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous at this point. Um, y'all... And, again, so shout-out to Rochester, too, because I know it's fucking cold up there. And y'all are protested in front of that motherfucking RPD. And... If I was there, I wouldn't be able to do it because I just, I just don't do the cold. Like I get irritated. I'm cold. I'm anemic, and but shout out to y'all, and just uh, I didn't even watch the video. I can't watch. They did release footage and shit, but I can't, uh, I can't watch it because it's gonna be heartbreaking to me. But as I said previously. To y'all on many episodes ago back in June, go listen. Um, we need to start burning their shit down. You know how the white people ran into the Capitol and nothing really happened to them? Um, I think we should all just run towards the police department and just start fucking their shit up. I mean, granted, I mean, at that point, they might shoot us and shit. So we probably shouldn't do that because violence is not the answer. But we gotta start burning their shit down. Black folks we already know how to do this shit like we all up on the internet um bashing other people about black businesses and body images and this that and the thirds and shit but we need to use that same motherfucking energy that we hating on people with to go burn down these motherfucking police departments because they don't give a fuck black lives don't motherfucking matter and the only reason is the only reason and the only way that it's going to matter if we start burning their shit down. The white people ran up into the motherfucking Capitol, taking selfies, podiums, mail. <sighs> this is stressful. I cannot believe that I seen and read this. This this mo- I'm all stuttering and shit because I just can't motherfucking do this. Like y'all continue, y'all continue to ask, what can we do for you? We continue to vote for the right people. We continue to do everything that we need to do. Y'all say that, you know... And when I say y'all, I'm talking about the white folks out there uh, putting all these negative images on black folks. But we can't do this. We can't do that. We had our black Wall Street. Y'all tore that down. Um, When we have businesses, y'all try to give us higher interest rates so we can't be successful or whatever the case may be. Also... We can't live, we can't live downtown because all the white people coming down and gentrifying everything that uh, we got going on. Like, everything we fucking do, it backfires. So, we just got to start tearing their motherfucking shit down. Y'all was mad at us for rioting. Y'all got scared and started putting up uh, wooden shit. And, oh my God, there's a riot, riot, riot. Yes, we're rioting because y'all motherfuckers don't care. Y'all motherfuckers don't care. And it's fucking ridiculous at this point, and that's all the fucking shit that I gotta say before I really say some shit that I don't fucking mean. So, what we're going to do is highlight um, two my fucking black people, two of my black folks, uh, a brother and a sister. Okay, let me stop it. Let me stop talking like right that. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll be trying to let just like let my black side out a little bit more. And by the way, this wine is really good and it's really hidden. I feel like I'm staying on topic, so I will be getting this again. Um, I want to give a shout out during my Black Loud and Proud segment to The Don B um, for starting his motherfucking podcast. It is called The B Spot on all streaming services. Uh, make sure y'all go check him out at The B Spot Pod on Instagram. And the Don B on all platforms. Um, go check my boy out. Um, he's dope. We had a really, really insightful conversation about Beyonce, the queen herself. And I actually learned some new shit. Um, I was on there with another beehive stand, a beehive stand, excuse me. So that's always fun to go other to to go other to go and meet other beehive stands we talked about concerts we talked about girl times we talked about how shady beyonce was but she wasn't being shady she was all about professionalism because bitch she was she she had a goal and she's she accomplished it so yeah go make sure uh sorry y'all i don't know if y'all heard the hookah but yeah i was i'm hitting the hookah whenever i take a little pause but yeah go make sure y'all check out the B spot pod it's all music he is a mariah fan so if you are Remi- mariah if you are a mariah fan go check him out um yeah shout out to you the don b big ups to you i wish nothing but the best for you and it's only up for you it's it's only up for you and from here excuse me also speaking of um queens shout out to bianca b- bel-air Um, from Knoxville Tennessee Um, so we had the women's Royal Rumble so I did not know they did the women's Royal Rumble and I will be tuning in every January for the Royal Rumble now because I didn't know that that was a thing Um, shout out to you WWE but she won the Royal Rumble Um, she fought for a whole hour straight she knocked out 29 other motherfucking girls. And for y'all niggas that don't know what the Royal Rumble is and how it plays an effect to wrestling, is that, so, Royal Rumble is a big event in January that happens. It's, it's, I don't really know the details now, but when I was growing up, um, it's about, like, 40 niggas, the top of the best, all wrestling for one title. So, The winner of the Royal Rumble has to compete with the WWE Champion at Royal Rumble, which is the main event. So, as you can see, that that is a really big title. When you hold hold the um, WWE Championship, it's a really big deal, bragging rights, and you know, you basically that nigga and you basically that bitch. So, shout out to Bianca Belair. You deserve it, girl. Um, she says she has played every sport and this one just is, was, was a reality or what she said. She said it wasn't a dream. She said it was a reality versus a dream and it didn't become a reality until she won the Royal Rumble, which was the dream that she didn't even know she had. So shout out to you. She bomb as fuck. She black. She got this pause. She also wrestles with this long ass fucking ponytail. And y'all know I live for a ponytail. Upgrade you, Beyonce, big ass fucking ponytail, and that all-white fur and white outfit, Beyonce ponytail, when she did the formation tour. Um, yeah. When yeah, when she did the formation tour, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. And Bianca Belair, let me tell you, I saw this little clip on YouTube. So she was wrestling as a little white girl. And the, so, okay, listen. So I'm going to break it down for you. So we're going we gonna to park the car right here. So the rules of the Royal Rumble is that you're only eliminated when you get thrown off the top rope. So ideally... Every I think every sixty seconds or every minute and a half, there's a new wrestler that comes out and it's only thirty. So yeah. Marco comes out, I run in to the um to the ring. A minute and thirty seconds, another wrestler comes out. And it's just all these niggas in the ring fighting and you gotta fight amongst yourself. So Basically, it was her and another girl. And remember, they started, I think this clip was like from 2018. So, they started off um, starting off the Royal Rumble together. So, they fighting, they fighting. They're on like girl number, I think like 11 or 12, I believe. So, they fight all the 12 girls or 10 girls now um, out of the ring. And it's only them two. So, they both are in the corner and somehow they doing some wrestling room move and they're on they get flipped over the top rope and they're on the edge so they didn't fall but they're on the edge and they're fighting for their life so the white girl pulls uh Bianca's braid right and, um, trying to, you know, get her to fall off the floor. Cause if both feet touch the floor, you automatically out and your Royal Rumble session is over. So she pulls, <laughs> this is why I love black women so much. So the white girl, so imagine like back in high school where it's like two girls just fighting and they just pulling hair. So the white girl pulling Bianca's hair, like raw rah, rah. Bianca grabs her braid from the motherfucking white girl, and they're still yanking. Bianca whooshed back, and the white girl let go of her braid and falls off and touches the floor. Bianca has about 45 seconds to recover until the next girl comes out because Bianca's Bianca's in the ring by herself at this point. When I tell you that's when i fell in love with bianca i had never knew bianca before this whole royal rumble i saw it all on my instagram and twitter i was like what is all this so i researched it i didn't love i didn't love bianca before friday but when i saw that clip i was like yes bitch you better go the fuck off and i will be watching wrestlemania just for fucking you bitch go the fuck off So, yeah, one last thing um, I want to say, and then we're going to get into the topic of today's show. Um, So, Plies also tweeted today. No, he tweeted on the 29th. I just pulled this up on my Twitter. You know, I like to come with facts and uh, screenshots. Um, So... And I'm going to walk myself through this, because I don't really know how... Like I feel, but I'm just give y'all my opinion so y'all can hear me out before y'all really hear me out. Um, Plies, he tweeted, dear black business owners, stop wanting me to spend my money with you and shop with you just because you're black. Make me want to spend money with you because you got good product, good customer service, a good price point. Because if it's that bad, I don't want it, no matter what color it is. Again, Plies comes from Florida. And in my personal opinion, some of the most ignorant niggas come from Florida. I have met so many people in Florida. That I'm talking about born and raised. Like, like they just, sometimes they just don't make sense to me, but I understand them. And this is one of those very moments. And on that note, before I dissect him and get into this pre-hear-me-out segment, I'm going to hit my little bowl real quick. um, Because I just want to make sure I am going to dissect this correctly. Um, and I just want to make sure that, um, you know, I have a good mindset when I'm doing this, so give me about 15 seconds, please, and thank you, y'all. Here's some music. Every time I try to leave something keeps pulling me back me back telling me I need you I really love you Every time I try to go something keeps telling me that me that it's gonna uh-huh. be alright. every time I try to leave something keeps pulling me back me back telling me I need you Sounds like that's It was meant to be uh-huh. Y'all know what this is What's gonna miss we gotta oh. make it, it work was- All right I'm back Y'all didn't know I was gonna hit you with the chingy huh it's all right. I got y'all. Um, so, the I guess the I guess the problem I have with his tweet is um, it. It first starts off with "Dear Black business owners," but then he ends on a sentence. Because if it's that bad, I don't want it, no matter what color it is. And I and, and I get what he's saying, but what you're not gonna do, Plies, is just talk about black businesses. Um, I think we should shop black businesses because they are black. Um, I think we all need to support our companies companies um i think we all need to support our friends um i feel like we all need to have the same mindset as getting money together as a black community because i feel like that that's missing um one thing i don't respect when it comes to black businesses and black customers or consumers excuse me um is when we ask for discounts or we're rushing like the product or you know um, emailing back and forth and complaining and then getting on Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and Tumblr and all this other shit, like, talking about, um, you know, how bad the service was or it didn't come correctly. I'm not saying that, you know, voicing your opinion about the product that you buy with your own money is a bad thing, but maybe we should voice... This opinion in a email or a DM and at least give more black businesses a chance when it comes to us supporting them. Because what I don't see, and this is from my own personal experience, um, just from the people I follow on Instagram and Twitter and all this other shit, um, is that when we have a bad experience with Target or Starbucks or whatever the case may be, we don't take it to Twitter or anything like that. We, but when it's a black company, we tag them in every post and we say we shouldn't be supporting them and doing all these things. Now, for me, I don't have a problem cussing people out. I have cussed American Airlines out on this motherfucking show. I have cussed out Sprint, AT&T, Zara, and the list goes on. And I will continue to cuss them out because why? You need to know. And the same energy that I'm giving to black or to white uh, companies about cussing them out, I'm not going to give to black people. I'm not going to go on Twitter, Instagram, and cuss them out and say how bad their product was and all that shit. Why? Because I want us all to build together. And again, I'm not trying to tear y'all down, but what I'm trying to say is that, Marco, what are you trying to say? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like, like, DM. I'm trying. I'm. It's here, but like, it's not there. Like, I, I'm not going to tear down my own culture because of one mistake. And yes, I might tear down another culture because they have made a mistake. But how, but you guys are already billion dollar companies and you guys make it so hard for our black folks and our black businesses to get it off the ground and be multi-million um industries and companies and you know all this other shit that we got planned going and hairstylists and producers and actually pause shout out to chasing reality i don't know if y'all um watch or heard but chasing reality is a great fucking network for lgbtq plus minus and everything else that follows after that i just can't keep up with the whole alphabet and signs and symbols and things but it's no disrespect because i do um represent that company i support it however they are the number one they they have the number one reality web series for lgbtq plus and everything else they have had over 1.6 million views. And this is my actually first time actually ever watching this show called Chasing Atlanta. Um, my friend put me on to it and I was hooked ever since. So... I see where the numbers is coming from. So, shout out to all y'all motherfuckers for doing y'all thing and representing our community in a great way. And getting more viewers to understand where we come as individuals of this community. Yes, we're not. Yes, we're catty. We fight. We argue. Um, But, we also love, we support, and we also want to get over the bullshit. And, yeah. So, Now we're going to start the car back up and we're going to go back to um, supporting black businesses. But I do think we should um, support black businesses um, just because they are black. Um, I feel like if we do have a customer service issue or maybe like maybe the business that you're looking at on Instagram is not for you, but you might know somebody that it works for. You know like i have been trying so many beard products y'all know my beard is a little patchy and all i want for 2021 is to have a full beard so if anybody can send me some um some suggestions to the inbox or something but i have i've been trying things out for two months And if it doesn't work, I just move on to the next product and go bare and clean my skin and, you know, do all that shit. But, um, yeah, my friend put me on to some miracle drops that I'm going to try. Yeah. So I think we should support black businesses. Um, I feel like he also said in this tweet. Make me want to spend money with you because you're you got good product, good customer service and a good price point. We don't ask that same thing when we go to Target or Amazon or for the PlayStation 5. I didn't see nobody uh I didn't see nobody tweeting PlayStation talking about make me want to spend money with you because the product is good, the customer service is good. How long if you was to email PlayStation, how long does it how long would it take to get a reply? I'm sure that if it takes a good three to five business days. Like, for example, people shop at Nordstrom's because they have good products. They got good customer service. The price points aren't there, but their customer service speaks for themselves. And for me being a shopper at Nordstrom, the reason I do shop there is because I know every single time I'm going to get good service. And not ideally, you might have those times where, you know, you just might run into the employee that don't want to be there. But again, that's human. Um, everybody has their days. And, I, and I'm and i a firm believer of if the energy ain't there, if you're not ready to um, put that smile on as soon as you walk through the door, you shouldn't come to work. I get that. But at the end of the day, we are human. And we got real shit going on. So as much effort that we put into shopping at target and amazon because that nigga got rich during a whole motherfucking pandemic and these niggas is worried about giving us two thousand dollars support black businesses let's take over this motherfucking world we got everything everybody want anyway they still in our culture they still in our hairstyles they want to uh, still, them little fucking do knots and hair wraps and skincare routines. And did y'all see Danny, uh, Danny, Danny, Danny Lee, Danny something? The little viral clip from um, motherfucking what is it? Love and Hip Hop talking about she was black. Yeah, they they want to be us. So we we do need to support black businesses and we do need to support black creators and we do need to support these other people in different lights because they are black. Because if we don't make mistakes, how do we get better? And that's what I got to say on that. And that's on what? Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> All right, y'all. We done with the little rants right now. Um, We're going to take a little music break just a little quick one and then we gonna get into the to the hear me out segment I was gonna say today's topic today's topic today's hear me out segment but here we are oh. hey, um, yeah, we back. So we're gonna do this shit or no, y'all. All right. So today's hear me out segment. Um, I wanted to talk about insecurities. Um. So over the weekend, um, you know, there has been this cell. cell Silhouette Challenge, excuse me. Um, And then also, um, Chloe from Chloe and Haley, you know, the two girls that's taken over the world that's managed by Beyonce that got found on YouTube, you know, (laughs) by Parkwood Entertainment. But you know what? We're not talking about that, but shout out to you, lovely ladies. Keep going. And I can't wait to see The Little Mermaid. But, um... So, Chloe... Over the weekend, she did a live, and I watched it live as, like, she was going live. And I didn't realize that a lot of people had a negative things to say about um, her. Because um, I think she's beautiful. Um, I think she's very talented. She writes, produces, sings, acts, probably models in the future, if not now. She has really good stage performance. She's a black, beautiful queen. But she did a little video. Um, she she did a little silhouette challenge that she said that um, she made about a year ago. So one, she was already above trend. Um, and she just wanted to post it because she felt sexy. Okay, great, love it. I think more people should have the mindset of that. Everything that we do in the moment don't have to be posted on the internet. Granted, I know there's um, apps like Snapchat where, you know, that's an in-the-moment thing. But I also feel like some things should just be held out until you're ready to post it to the world. So then she also, um, a few days later, she also posted a a video of um, her in some underwear and a tank top. Enjoying her body, lighting some sage, lighting a candle, listening to some bomb ass music and just really having a good ass time. Probably what most black people do, you know, because I love walking, walking around, saging and just getting my spirit right. Um, And one thing I also do love about her is that when she posts for me. She uses no filters. You can see her stretch marks. You can see her just loving her body and feeling the energy through the picture. Um so I say that to say she talked about her insecurities on live and started crying. And I don't first of all, and I don't know who is bullying her on the internet, but y'all need to stop. I think it's a great um I think it's a great thing to um, explore your sexuality and understand the body and the image that you have as a person. Um, so over the weekend, I have done, I, I did the still you wet challenge. still. I why I can never say this word, y'all, <laughs> um, and I'm not even gonna blame it on the weed or the liquor. I just can't say it. So you wet challenge. Um, you know, I actually, I saw everybody doing it on Twitter and Instagram, and I saw that there was different versions um, of it, um, and I thought it was pretty dope. You know, it's not too many challenges I jump on, but that one, I felt the need to, one, do it for me because I, I woke up feeling sexy, and I wanted to embrace brace it in the moment, so, you know, I got... You know, if you got the equipment and shit, you might as well just jump on that wave. Just how we do creatively, just like how anybody else gets on live or I do this podcast. Like, I'm feeling creative. Let me hit record and embody that energy that you have. So, I did it and it was great. Um, I wasn't wasn't even high or drunk. Like, I didn't have anything. I just set up everything and just did it. And... The reason I realized I wanted to jump on it is because me also, I've always had, like, insecurities about myself, which I've never, like, really talked about. Like, I think I'm a dope-ass person, and, you know, like, (laughs) I have, like, this weird balance of, like... I don't want to say weird, like, in a bad way, but weird in, like, a good way. It's like balancing myself as a leaper again. Didn't I say that uh, earlier this episode? Maybe that might be the episode title. Um, um, Damn, what was that saying? Oh, balancing myself um, as a black gay man and a gay man and trying to put both of those together. Because I've always, like, known like obviously like I know who I am and I know who I want to sleep with and all that but actually owning basically owning the identity that you live in and creating your own version I've just never really me personally have had that especially coming from Portland Um, you know it's not as open for black gay men there but you know, now living in Atlanta, I get to embody who I am as a person and how I want to, like, how I want to live my life. So I I think it's, I thought that was a great challenge. Um, again, I posted these on my Instagram. Um. And I didn't really, so I i have never been the, so, <laughs> so hear me out for a second. So I have never been the one to take nudes, but um, whenever niggas always ask for nudes, I would always um, just find pictures on the internet, save it and just send it to people because I just, I just don't, I just was never happy of my body. And I'm, like, now just embracing it and loving my body a little bit more. I definitely need to start going to the gym. But, um, you know, like, it even comes down to, like, just standing in the mirror, like, looking at yourself naked or putting on a certain underwear or a certain outfit or, you know, like, for me, it just it's just layers to just loving yourself and getting over those insecurities. So, that's one thing that I have... Um, overcome the last couple of, like, months living here in Atlanta. Um, You know, I like to switch it up on the hoes. I could be real gay one day, and I just want to be black and wear some Timbs and a hoodie one day. But, you know, (laughs) it's all about um, having versatility and just owning owning who you are. So I actually loved that um, Chloe did that. She gave me a different insight of just owning your fucking body and just you don't really need male validation from anybody that's probably also why I, I probably didn't take my own personal nudes but then i guess that's that defeats the purpose because i was sending other, i send well i don't send anymore but um i sent other people's nudes which would make me insecure because i'm not sending mine. or it's just like i just don't want to send my nudes because nigga who the fuck are you and why do you deserve these kind of ordeal um I don't know if that made sense, but it made sense to me. (laughs) And if y'all are average, average listener to this show, you would, you, you probably understood that, but, um, yes. So there will be, um, more sexy photo shoots, um, in the future for me just to be like, Fuck everybody and what they think of what you're posting on the internet and how you're embracing your body and sexuality and owning who you are. Um, None of that shit really matters. As long as you love your body and you are comfortable in your skin, you're doing a damn good job. Um, I, too, um, feel and know... (laughs) <laughs> this might sound a little conceited, but I don't give a fuck. I'm um, sexy. But I also follow other people on my Instagrams that I think, I don't want to say like sexier than me, but like has like the body image that I want or, you know, like things like that. Just like women like follow, I hate to say this person's name, but Kim Kardashian or oh, Lala Anthony too she got a nice ass body or Beyonce or Rihanna or Nikki or whoever they want to envision but I cannot first of all I cannot believe I just said Kim Kardashian's name in a list of all those queens after uh, I am appalled <laughs> Um. yes oh my Marco you, you are a disgrace and it's black history month and you know you don't like her uh, why would I ever do that? I might actually have to edit that out. But you know I like to give y'all... <laughs> I like to give y'all um, raw and non-edited content. But please flame me um, on Twitter and the Instagram. Because I am embarrassed right now. And honestly not too many things embarrass me. Because um, I don't really think I can get embarrassed. But... um yeah. So anybody that's out there um, insecure about their body or their image or their sexuality or owning that they're black and you know just about for person, get out your head. Um, I'm also saying that to myself too because I get in my head a lot, and it's not good. It's stressful. Um, that's also why I have I'm a motherfucking therapist that. I think she thinks I'm crazy, but she keep laughing it off and telling me that I'm not. But I think deep deep, deep down, she think I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little crazy. I always, like, every time we talk, it's something fucking brand new. And she'd be like, I was not expecting that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just own who you are and just voice your opinions and fuck what these niggas think, even if they are paying your bills, because that's what they're supposed to do. Ooh, how it's supposed to be. But, um, yeah. All right, y'all. I feel like I've been wrapping y'all ears off for a while now. Um, but you already know how I like to end this episode. Um, before we get to that, I think we should just do a little vibe out real quick. Um... We wanna do a little vibe out? Yeah, let's do a little vibe out. Let's do a um let's do a little vibe out. Here we go. May fifth, nineteenth. from macbook air okay see i don't know why see sis, the universe won't let me be green alexa always be talking and she always be all over my business i'm gonna start um unplugging her when i'm recording um because she just pissed me off why you gotta let them people know, like, you playing from the MacBook, girl? Nobody asked you. You've been doing good this whole motherfucking time. Thomas ain't came by. You just always gotta just fuck shit up. Anyway, let's go ahead and end this, um, <laughs> end this episode because I'm over it now. Um, So, the question of the episode is... What is one mistake you don't regret making? And... Full disclosure, I don't really look at these questions until I hit record, and I don't really have time to think about it. So um, this is fresh off the dome and pure honesty. Um, what is one mistake you don't regret making? Um, One regret. Um... What's one regret? I don't have too many regrets, Um, but if I had to pick one. You know, okay, actually, yes, I have one. So I still beat myself up about this um, to this day. um, Not in a bad way, but it just often runs back through my head, like, what if? So I was also... so I did Americorps in Washington D.C. I worked for um, DC Scores. It's a nonprofit organization there. Shout out to y'all. Um, and what I did there, so pause. We're gonna park the car. So for um, for y'all that don't know what Americorps is, Americorps is is a national nonprofit that you sign up for community service project for a year. They all have different lengths and times and locations and shit. But mine was located in D.C. And you get to also pick the type of environment you want to work in. I um, chose to work with kids. Um, D.C. Scores is all about a nonprofit where we bring poetry and soccer together so kids can express their emotions. So ideally, my um, my day, Monday through Friday, and after-school programming would look like an hour, uh, no, like 30 minutes of soccer, 30 minutes of poetry, and we uh, we blend those together. Yeah, shout out. Um, yeah, make sure y'all go check them out. Um, big um, big part of my life there. Um, but I had the opportunity to... So I completed my whole year, completed my whole More AmeriCorps program, graduated, got my certificate in, did all my community service hours. So um, at the end of your contract um you have you have to sit down with the organization to let them know that hey we have positions open and you can do this or you can be a community service member or you can go back to school but we want you or you know obviously it just didn't work um but thank you for your service so i had the opportunity to go back as a program manager and i declined the offer um I declined the offer because I got another offer on the table. I was, I got hired at a retail joint and they were just making, they was, I was just getting paid more money. I liked the discounts and I liked fashion. So I was like, Ooh, I'm going to do that. But then I can still just volunteer, which I did on the side. But I always wonder what if I would have took that opportunity with the nonprofit versus the opportunity over retail and fashion? And it's not like, like a, like I beat myself up about it, but I always, like, I always wonder what that path would have looked like. Like, would I still be in Atlanta? Would I, would I still be in DC? Would I lived in Florida or, you know, like, I don't know. I always, always think about that. So, Um, that is one mistake I don't regret making, but, um, it's something that I think about very often. It's very much of a, um, what if, but yeah, oh, look at me, uh, opening up to y'all and shit. You know what? Let me get off here before I tell all my business. Um, but yeah. Thank y'all for checking out this week's episode of Hear Me Out. You already know where you can find me. You can find me on the Instagram at Marco DePrince, M-A-R-C-O, D E P R E N C E. You can also find me at This Is Hear Me Out on Instagram and Twitter. I might be changing my Twitter name too, but we'll talk about that next time. Um Yeah. We out.